Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stories of Light. I am so overjoyed to be here with you today with our guest, Cynthia Portlock, who is going to be talking about dragons, Kuan Yin, and I'm just like so, so deeply grateful to her for being here today. Cynthia, welcome. Thank you. Yes, I'm so happy to have you here. And so for anyone who is new to Cynthia, I just want to give you a little bit about her. So Cynthia Portlock is a shamanic practitioner, an ordained priestess, an energy healer, Akashic woman's guide, and certified Sophia Code facilitator. She creates sacred space for soul transformation so we can radiate in the highest version of our authentic selves in harmony with Mother Gaia and awaken the magic within us. I love that. So I'm so excited that you answered the call when I was like, I felt, I felt the presence of, you know, Kuan Yin really wanting to be, to be, um, to be brought to the world. And when, when that came through, I just knew that you were the perfect person to bring through her wisdom, to bring through her sacred medicine. So I'm just so grateful uh, to you for being here. And um, I just um, wanted to, I guess, like to catch up with you because the last time we were together, you know, we were doing fearless. And so how have things been for you since we did that? I believe that was the Lions Gate 2022. Yes. And you know, Quan Yin was present during fearless when we met like before and, um, we didn't really presence her. So if you were one of the listeners that were at fearless with me too, I would love to get feedback, you know, put in the Facebook group, what has happened to you since that time, because the, um, journey that we were led on was very much a soul retrieval, not just one or two, but we did walk through a forest where a whole bunch of our lost parts were making way back to us, including our last lost inner child. And so since then I have had numerous soul retrievals. And I remember that the the feedback that was given to us after the journey was to just really accept all the parts that are coming back. Thank you for sharing that. And um, I know that, you know, our, our focus really today is very much on that Kuan Yin, um, you know, archetypal energy. I'm wondering if you can share, you know, more about Kuan Yin and your relationship with her for those who may not have worked with this goddess before. Mm, absolutely. Kuan Yin Oh, I'm so grateful for Kuan Yin. Uh, Kuan Yin embodies Karuna compassion, which is just unconditional love with gentleness and flow. She carries um, the energy of the waterfall, um, of turquoise, of aquamarine, of The jar of compassion was the tool that she was given from the Sophia code that she entered the world with to just be able to just give unconditional love. And it's so interesting because it's like, isn't that what we all want? You know, even when we have like the warrior archetype, which is so strong in me, and there's still that deep desire of just being like, wow, can I just like be a lover all day? But being that she is so fierce and so protective is still just such an amazing but she is the goddess of compassion and um in her story in the sophia code she goes through her story of where she had a lot of adversity and war and 
terrible things happened to her that she had to remember to heal from herself, which was assisted with um, Baba G, her twin flame. And it was amazing because I was drawn back to the Sophia code to, you know, reread the story of Kuan Yin and her initiation. And she took me exactly to the part in her journey where she was already gone through her purification after all the atrocities that happened to her during her human lifetime. And she was at a point where Baba G left her and she had to go through the grief of Baba G, her twin flame, leaving to make it, give her the opportunity for her soul to grow on her own, to really bring her medicine on earth. And she speaks of the fear that she was overcome at the time. So she speaks about not spiritual bypassing because she had to go through all the feelings that happened to her because she did overcome horrible things that happened to her that she had to find the compassion and self-love in herself. Then when Babaji left her for her to shine and go back to the world that this happened to her to bring compassion to it. She didn't know what she was going to do. And I love this part of Kuan Yin's chapter in Kuan Yin, because I think I know I can speak to this and I am more than willing to say that there's so many that could relate that with this 3d to 5d journey and this journey to enlightenment like we do feel that pressure right and we wonder what it's going to be like when is it going to be a switch that goes off am i just am i going to lose fear one day you know like what's it going to look like and she does give us insight of her journey with that and how she overcame the fearlessness yeah no, I, I love that. And I, I really want to touch on something that you said about she has to have compassion for herself. Um, I know you and I were like, you know, talking about this a little before we started recording. And I just feel like for me in my life, I've seen different people. I'm like, why? Well, I wish this person had more compassion. And then I look inwardly, like it's almost like I place a mirror at myself and recognize that I've been holding compassion for me. It's like, I might hold it for other people, but then I don't hold it for myself. And so I kind of just want to invite everyone listening, just take a moment to really like, you know, feel like, I feel like Kuan Yin's presence has already like been called into this space and just like to take a, you know, a look at an area of your life or something you're going through where you can shine that light of compassion on yourself. That's just, 100%. yeah. Like, I just feel like that's kind of the medicine that she wants to like, I feel like to bring through as we're starting, starting this. And I, I love that you're describing this moment for Kuan Yin and the Sophia code you know, when she's already gone through, you said like the devastation, like the heartbreak. And because I feel like a lot of us, especially like post like pandemic, post 2020, it's like, I think a lot of us, like we've experienced, you know, we, we've gone through these dark nights of the soul and now we are ready to emerge on the other side in our sovereignty, you know, in our, you know, fearless compassion and our divinity. And so I really feel like Kuan Yin is like the one carrying the torch for this next level of being, which I, I feel like there is a deep, a deep love that she's wanting us to embody here. Yes. And, and support, you know, um, that when we're working with the ascended masters, 
they are ascended masters because they've lived here on earth already and they understand what it's like to be human. Kuan Yin knows what it's like to be human. And she is just giving us so much compassion around it because she knows. And she was given support. And she was even, you know, the Sophia dragon did come to her to, to, to lift her up, to help her embody this Karuna compassion in the world. And this is what we are being invited into as this moment. I know a lot of forecasts are predicting that this is going to be another turbulent year where there is going to be another wave where now us that have kind of already risen above it are going to be called into more leadership and then maybe it's going to be more turbulent for you regardless kuan yin is here to offer us all of her medicine and this doesn't change like who we are or medicine but when we are like mentoring and working with kuan yin and calling in her energy she is giving us everything that she has, everything that she's learned and all of her light and wisdom. And she holds three triple flames. She, the, um, the pink light, um, let me find it in the, um, the, uh, exact page. Oh my goodness. The energy is so strong right now. My face is like twitching and I, <laughs> can't even remember what I had planned to say, but that is how this goes. But she, but Kuan Yin, I do want to mention this because I had a huge download when I was meditating with Kuan Yin in my garden. She has the rose quartz ray of divine mother's love. She has the second ray of gentle white light that pierces all darkness. And the third is the aquamarine ray of rebirth, courage, and divine service. Now, that is all you ever need. And um, when I think about the color frequencies that I've really been in, it's really amazing to connect with these rays and these rays we can infuse our water with we could call in these rays all the time so the rose quartz of divine mother's love well what kuan yin taught me was the white the gentle white light that pierces all darkness well this is where the dragons come in because in the sophia coach she does meet her sophia dragon and i also am a mentor with dragons with um Araya on Ra, who has an oracle deck and the dragon within. Well, I was in ceremonial space in December where I had a dream of a white dragon that was serpentine that was going around me. And she kept on calling herself Tiamat. And the name kept on coming to me over and over, Tiamat. I've had similar dreams while um, doing Sophia Code stuff where um, Aset came to me, which I didn't know was another name for Isis. So this was really fun because I had heard the, I had to look up who Tiamat was after my dream because um, it gives me more trust in all the downloads that I'm getting because you can't make it up, you know, the synchronicities are so much, but Tiamat wasn't showing me her face. She was showing me, um, when I was asking to see her face, like she was wearing a mask, like a big Chinese 
dragon mask, which is hilarious because, you know, Quan Yin and the Chinese dragons and everything. So she was still kind of like wearing a mask. She wasn't revealing all of herself, but she was showing me her body. Well, her body was complete opaque white, complete solid white. And I couldn't even see the scales or anything. I could just see a solid white body. Well, when I looked up who Tiamat was, she is the goddess. She is the dragon that birthed Gaia. And um, this was revealed to me in the dragon within where they do, where they actually give information of Tiamat as the dragon that has birthed mother earth, but she's also known for the pre-mortal chaos and destruction and everything as well. And um, on page 18 of the dragon within, I couldn't believe it when I read this because you were, um, but it was in a section about Ishtar, which I was completely directed to by the dragons, where it reveals that Ishtar is connected to the green earth dragon and Quan Yin to the yellow air dragon, Isis to the red fire dragon and Lady Nada to the blue water of the pre-mortal waters. Amazing where they hold us in Chris, you know, with the crystalline dragon in the womb and um, going back to Tiamat and this white light. When I was meditating with Kuan Yin, with the white light, she was basically really concentrating on, on, on the white light. She brought me back to that dream with Tiamat and she wanted and she asked me, she was showing me, she was like, what do you notice about Tiamat's scales? And I was like, oh, I can't see them. And she was just like, well, why not? And then like, I love to draw dragon scales and to really draw dragon scales. Like you really pay a lot of attention to the shadows because that's what makes the drag, the dragon scales look 3d and, and, and pop out. So it was very easy for me to pick up on it's because I don't see the shadows of the scale. That's why it looks completely solid. And then she was just like, where do you think I got my white ray from? So her white ray, a white light that pierces all darkness. So if you call in, if you are ever in a dark moment, you could call in Kuan Yin's white light. It pierces all darkness. And this is from Tiamat, the birther of Gaia, who is also the goddess of chaos and destruction. So of course, and of course Kuan Yin would be so powerful when she holds these rays of divine mother's love, the light that pierces of all darkness, and then the aquamarine, which is rebirth. It's just phenomenal. Like I, when, when I was, when she was revealing this all to me, I was like, what? <laughs> it was. Yeah. No, I'm just like, as you're talking, my whole body is like, like lighting up. I'm like, Oh my God, this sounds, it's like so deeply profound. I love everything. Like, you know, with like Tiamat, I didn't, I didn't know that. And I also really love what you just said, like the light that pierces all darkness. I just, I feel like I'm going to be calling this in. Like we get off the call I'm immediately going to be calling this in. Um, I just feel yeah. like that's like, I don't know. I just think that it's almost like when you said like, there's, there's nothing else that you need to ask for. It's almost like you said, like the unconditional love of the mother, the light that pierces all darkness. I just feel like, like, I feel like, like Kwan Yin is the full package. She is like, <laughs> She's the, the full package. package. <laughs> and then when I, yeah. And then she is pre-mortal, you know? And, um, 
it's just amazing. And, and her lineage has survived for so long. Yes. It has. Yeah, no, I, I was actually wondering, it's interesting because I think a lot of people, they kind of, they know Kuan Yin if they see like a picture of her. But I, I was wondering if there's anything that you would be open to reading, like maybe from the Sophia Code to give people more of like a lived experience of this goddess. I'm not sure if there are any passages. I know there's like some with Baba G. I know there's like a bunch of different ones that like, that show her, I feel like in her human vulnerability, but also like as someone coming into her power on a whole other plane. And I remember, I think, you know, when I read the Sophia Code, like this is like, that's part of her, her incarnational plan is that she is going to come here and become Kuan Yin, that she's going to go through like so much suffering, so much human strife and human pain to be able to hold, like you said, like, I, that's one thing I also love that you said, like she can hold all of it. She mm -hmm. could like, she, like, she holds nothing back when you go, when you call to her, that she is able to hold all of the suffering, all of the pain and meet you with the most unconditional love, with the most unconditional compassion. And I just feel like that's, I think a lot of us, like we're looking for that because I think so many of us are trying to like, how do I, like, how do I manifest this, this thing in my life? How do I get from point A to point B? And at the end of the day, it's not really about that. It's about just like, the, the being it's about like, I call it like the pure bliss of being, but like being here. And when we don't know how to be here, if suffering is too, is too much, Kuan Yin is holding that torch because once we're able to release that and come into unconditional love of others and ourselves, there is nothing more we need. We in fact are living exactly as God intended. So I just feel like it's, I think she really is holding that love almost. I, I obviously the other goddesses are also holding love, but I feel like Kuan Yin holds it in a way that is like as vast as the ocean. Like, as you keep describing the waters, there's something about her energy, the way that she's holding it, that is just like, I feel like unique from any other goddess. Well, yes. And what really is coming in is um, the connection and access that we get through Kuan Yin to our Phoenix child. And that is our innocence. And this is our divine being, beingness that cannot be lost or taken from us. And especially as we're on a healing journey and these pieces are being returned, um, accessing our own innocence mm. is radical. And the divine love that she presents is like absolutely radical because she is a survivor of terrible atrocities. So she does know what it's like. And, she, you know, she is here to remind us that even no matter what has happened to us at whatever age too, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because we've gone by, by now, all of us have gone through some crazy stuff, right. Or it's in her and is in her ancestors. Like, like, she connects us back to our innocence that, that doesn't, that, that, that can't be lost. I but you did that. ask me to like, to read a passage from the Sophia code. And this is where I was directed when I first tuned in. So if you do have your copy of Sophia code, this is on 247, but this is at the point where she becomes initiated as a golden dragon teacher of Karuna. My time in solitude had come to an end. I was a young girl no longer, 
I was now a strong and sovereign woman with a destiny to fulfill. I prepared my heart, body, and mind through the water purification rites that Baba G had shown me in his departing journey. Although my training was strongly anchored within me, my heart still shook with fear at the thought of returning to a world in which people willfully harm one another. Oh my gosh. I could remember the first time I had a soul retrieval with one of my dear sisters and my heart blew open. And this was before I knew I was moving to Washington, DC and it blew open and cracked open so wide. I was even told not to go out into the world for a week because I was going to be so sensitive to the energies and not used to it. And I went grocery shopping like six hours before that week would have been complete. And my heart was like, cause I was picking up on everybody. And I just remember like being in panic afterwards, like going home and being like, how am I going to move to Washington, DC and go into the world? Because I had been living in a very solitude life when I was living in England. And I was like, how am I going to do it? How am I going to go into the world with an open heart? That is a feat, isn't it? And this is what we are all asked to be doing. And so this is what she's helping us with. I would deeply breathe into the vulnerable feelings that would arise in each pass in every passing moment. My breath centered me with the presence of my higher self guiding me from within. I could feel my guardian angels patiently yet earnestly awaiting my choice to follow this guidance to leave the forest and surrender to their care for beginning life anew. I was about to step back into the world as both the student and teacher of my own divine feminine Christ embodiment. Sharing my key code six transmission amidst a world of contrast was my next quantum leap in trusting my relationship with myself. My beloved knew that my training would be complete, that for, that for my, my training to be complete, I needed to live at the edge of my faith every day. The night before my departure, I called out to the stars, fasting for a vision to support me in the heroic journey to come. In the soft, dark night, the wind began to move over my skin and dance through my hair, but I was not stirred from my meditation. My heart and lips continued to fervently pray as I gazed at the stars above. My eyes were guided to watch an outline launch from behind the moon and dance its way down the ladder of heaven. Its muscular arms clutched the wind and leaped toward me in graceful flight. With each swirling turn, the moonlight flashed off the pearlescent white scales. Long whiskers cascaded far past its neck and his violet eyes were lit with magnetic flames. The white dragon landed before me with such gentleness that my body spontaneously moved from surprise to prostration at the sight of such grace. Tears of compassion fell from its sparkling eyes, which materialized as little diamonds surrounding my bowed head. My vision quest had called forth a mighty angel from the cosmos. 
for before me now stood a Sophia dragon. A familiar voice arose from behind her broad head, arise daughter of moon and water. So the prophecy of this night may be fulfilled. That, you know, it's, it's actually amazing. Um, before we did the call today, I like picked up the Sophia code and I was like, okay, universe, bring me to the right page. I didn't know what part of the book you were going to read. That was the part that I read. That was the part. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> of course it was. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's beautiful. Oh my God. So no, I just, I love that. I just really feel like she is here as this guiding light, as this guiding intelligence. Um, I just like, she is like, I just have like this vision in my mind of her just like holding, like, just kind of like pulling everyone into this like mighty hug of love and compassion. Like everyone who's here, like listening, just like, I feel like she's really here holding you in this space and like breathing love into your heart. Oh my God. Her, her, her energy is just so potent right now. Oh, it's so potent. I just, um, I'm just curious, like, what do you feel a Kwanian's major message is, is to everyone right now, everyone listening and just everyone, everyone in the world today. I think she's preparing us for our own next quantum leap of embodying our own divine feminine Christ consciousness blueprint. I love that. I, I'm actually, I, I know um, what you mean by embodying that, like, you know, that Sophia Christ consciousness, but I'm wondering for people who don't know, can you like um, explain that a little bit, what it means to embody that Sophia Christ consciousness? Yeah. And you don't have to use the word Sophia Christ consciousness. Um, if you haven't read the Sophia code, I um, had a lot of religious programming myself. And so even the word Christ really um, disarmed, like really put armor up on me that Ma Mother Mary was the one to really soften. But it could also be considered Buddha consciousness, mm. um, you know, enlightenment. Um, your straight and narrow way. Yeah. Um, but it, it is love. It's love. Mm -hmm. It's love and it's oneness. I prefer unity consciousness okay. because that, um, coming from a very shamanic and loving my spirit animals and loving the earth and loving Gaia being my driving force. I love the term unity consciousness, which, and all of these can be used interchangeably. So you could use the one of least resistance for you. Um, because maybe Sophia Christ consciousness isn't what's going to resonate. It resonates with me because as soon as I say Sophia, it does take me back to the womb of creation and it does bring me to Gaia. Um, and the oneness that we are all connected and um, embodying it and embodying it in the way that, you know, has really been revealed to us in what Kuan Yin has wanted to share with us today is going into a world that is still full of people that want to harm each other and some just crazy stuff that that isn't part of unity consciousness with an open heart. And that's what embodying it means because, you know, it. I'm one to hide in my cave quite a bit and even though I've been doing these podcasts, I could be doing a lot better at going out in the world and sharing my light. Right. And there's still hesitancies that I've had around that. And, um, 
And this is where Kuan Yin is like, you really do have to connect to your higher self, to your Karuna compassion, be gentle with yourself as you go into the world and go from a cup that is already full. And then with your Sophia dragon, that's going to be by your side with your 10,000 angels that are by your side with your ascended masters that are here to support you and your higher self, um, let them lead the way for you. You know, it's the prayer that's praying you and um, really just that gentleness all the time, listening to your needs um, as we do go into the world, because that is where our next evolution is going to happen. And if you're listening to this call, this is why we're all here. So we all want to know what our divine purpose is. Well, it's that plain and simple. It's literally entering this world and shining this light in dark places. And, and, and Kuan Yin is an example of this. Yeah, no, I love, I, I think my favorite line was like, they're the prayer that's praying you. I just got like, it was just, it was beyond goosebumps. I just felt that as like deep divine soul truth. When you said that, that's so gorgeous. Um, so I'm just also curious, um, I think you, you know, you, you said this to me and I wanted to just kind of bring it to the audience. Like you told me once that working with Kuan Yin right now was revolutionary. And so I'm wondering like, why do you believe that working with Kuan Yin right now is so revolutionary? And also for that matter, how can people work more closely with her? If they want to like call her into their meditations, how do they do that? What, what, in what way do you find like it's, it's easiest to connect with her? <clears throat> Well, as a Sophia code facilitator, I do work strongly with the Sophia code. So I'll, I'll call in all the eight key codes as my circle of empowerment all the time, every day. Um, and so when it comes to calling in Kuan Yin, it could be multiple times a day. It's, it, it's literally whenever you could benefit from nourishment because Kuan Yin brings a lot of nourishment, which is what we really need. Kuan Yin is so radical at this time because she teaches you to love yourself first and she gives compassion to all of those places. And, um, you know, I'm about to go into an event where they're using the word resiliency and I get really triggered by resiliency, not because of, um, Yes, we all need to be resilient. But if I ever work for an employee that teaches me I have to be resilient, I'm like, oh, what are you going to try to get me to do? And I was just in orientation and nursing where I was like, oh, there it is. They said, put your patients first, even, you know, and they literally went into a list of examples of like, you put your patients first, even if it's sacrificing your needs. And I was like, roar, this is why I like... <laughs> have this <laughs> problem with the word resiliency and stuff like that because this is this is my experience in nursing but we all have it like customer service like everything putting others needs first right um has been so ingrained in us and Kwanya is like no you know we love ourselves first and it's through that self love and that that through open heart that is the medicine and i mean if you were to you know and i actually have you know but um yeah if you if take a stand for yourself sometimes in the modern world and 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 don't do something because it's not the best for you even if it's the best for something else you might 
be running into a little bit of friction there. And um, Kuan Yin will help you with that because she has helped with me. And I've already made huge changes in, in, in the organization that I work with through this and speaking of it, but it's radical. It's radical. It takes courage and everything to be like, no, yeah. I'm not going to sacrifice my needs. It no, wouldn't I, be safe for me to do this right now. And I, <laughs> yeah, and so no, sometimes it is no too. And giving, giving, um, giving that, that permission to yourself to say no and honor and listen to your needs is radical because this isn't how we've been taught. And that's not, and, and we do have to kind of take away this conditioning in layers. Yeah, no, no. I, I love what you're saying because I just feel like there is a conditioning that's really rampant in our culture, which is like, I come last, you know, it's like, I come last. My needs are the least important or sometimes like my needs don't matter. And it's crazy because like, I feel like they, they teach you that at a very young age and it's subtle. And when I look at it, I feel like it's really so subtle. Yes. And I just, it's like a whole thing, but I think what's coming through is like authority. Um, and so for me, like, I feel like when I went to a regular normal elementary school, but there was still that conditioning, like when the teacher speaks, it's like, they are right no matter what. And it's like, and it's something that's so subtle where it's like, they, I feel like they teach you. They teach you, I don't say not to question, but that like your voice is, 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 is mute. That's, I feel like that's kind of what's happening. Your needs in that moment, like you're taught that like somehow you are less than the authority and somehow you are less than that authority figure. And I just feel like that's part of like the, what's so revolutionary is us rising up and recognizing I too matter. And not just like, I don't just matter a little bit. I matter a lot. And I just feel like that's when, like, when people are afraid to make big changes in the world, when they're afraid to have their voice heard, it's because of all that condition that says, I don't matter. My voice isn't important. And I feel like there's something, I I just love that you said that, you know, Kwan Yin had helped you make changes in the organization where you work. Um, Just because I feel like, you know, she is like, I feel like almost like I just felt her as this like goddess in action, goddess in action in the 3D world, helping shift the way that the systems are being run. And I feel like that's like when I'm, when I'm feeling with the, when I'm feeling the energy, I think that like these goddesses, they don't just want us to like, to pray to them in this kind of like, oh, you know, help me find, find peace in my own life. It's like, I feel like they want to be called into action. I think they want to be called into the hard places. They want us to call them in because that's how they can work their magic. They work their magic through us, you know, through, through their divine connection with us. And so I just felt like while you were talking that like that dichotomy of, of, of feeling the truth of everything that you were saying and just like the beauty of like how like, you know, Kuan Yin had like helped you see so strongly. Like, I love what you said when you, when you said, you know, when you saw the word resilient and you were like, oh no, wait, all the warning bells just went off. And then it was, it was clear. It's because that resiliency, like for, for that company meant the, you know, the, the other people, the patient is more important and you come last, your needs aren't going to be met. And I just feel like, it's like, I feel like this radical self-love is what Kuan Yin is offering us is what these goddesses, like you're describing here. I feel like that's what they're offering us. Yeah. But, um, I also, sorry, I know we, we went on like a whole tangent about, um, Kuan Yin, but I, I know that we were also going to speak a little bit more about the dragons. You shared some beautiful, beautiful things about, um, 
I, I know that like Isis has a dragon and like they all have different dragons, but I'm wondering, is there anything you want to share about the Sophia dragons or the Chinese dragons and also like any messages you have received from them? Well, when it was literally the night before I um, answered the call to this, that I actually had a dream with the Chinese dragons. And it was really beautiful because um, they're showing me their serpentine bodies. And so you could really learn a lot about the dragons just by their shape and their body type. And in Wales, they're shaped a lot different than the Chinese dragons, right? Well, in my dream with the Chinese dragons, first they were showing me up close of their, um, their uh, hands, their paws, whatever you would call them, their claws. And they were like ducks. And, and you, I could see that they were for water. And what they were showing me is like, cause they're in the air, but they're also in the water. And it is like, what they were revealing to me was like the as above, so below, and like the waters of memory and connecting to the heaven. And so it was really beautiful because it, they were, just bringing all of that forward and the serpentine energy that comes with the dragons and like, you know, the, the dragons that you'll see of the circle biting its tail and making the infinity and like their long tails, you know, these are like the Chinese dragons. And, um, but the dragon that came forth was holding a big golden egg and he was sitting on a bunch of treasure and um he was coming um and letting us know that he was actually um protecting our treasure and i do not actually study a lot about dragons i i i do through my mentors that work with dragons, but like, not like on Wikipedia, for example, and stuff, you know, like, I don't like look them up, but I do have, oh my goodness. I didn't even know oh, Tiamat. I just opened up to, I didn't even know that was in this book. Um, but when I went to the Chinese and Japanese dragons in this book, I couldn't believe it because they were basically are talking about the dragons of hidden treasures is one of like the main lores of Chinese history. And so the Chinese dragons did want to take us on a journey to reclaim some lost treasure. Oh yeah. I, as I was so into the conversation, I forgot we were doing the activation. <laughs> I would love, yes, I, I remember. So yes, Everyone, like, um, Cynthia is going to lead us through an amazing, like, guided journey um, with the dragons. So I'm going to actually just, like, hand it over to you. And um, I'll let you, like, call in anyone you want to call in and just, like, work your magic. Okay. So I'm going to close my eyes. And I invite you to do the same. Just start taking some slow, deep breaths at your own pace. Allowing your body weight to drop and drop. Down to the center of your being. Allowing your body to begin to feel weightless. 
and fully supported by Mother Earth. Seeing your crown chakra open up from six inches above your head. Pearlescent rainbow light infusing through all of your chakras. And inviting Kuan Yin in now with her jar of compassion. As she starts taking her and seeing Kuan Yin. Come in right now. On a beautiful, beautiful pink, long dragon, with very long whiskers. And she's, she's coming in surfing. And she's very playful. And she's very happy to be here. And she is bringing in the energy of, of, of your inner child, of your Phoenix child, of your, of your innocence with, with a lot of childlike awe and wonder and curiosity. So start beginning as Quan Yin is circling around us into those energies, into your Phoenix child, as we call in your Phoenix child now. Now she pours this water over us from her jar of compassion. She's pouring this water, it's a huge waterfall. And we're just bathing in this waterfall of unconditional love, of Karuna compassion. And as we're bathing and splashing in this waterfall, I'm seeing us just drinking, drinking it all in. So I invite you just to take, take your hands as this water is being poured over you and um, start drinking it, start splashing it all over your face, put it under your armpits, splash it all over your body. Be curious to where this water wants to go both in and around you. Know that in this water is holding the triple flames, the rose quartz of divine mother's love, the gentle white light that pierces all darkness and the aquamarine of rebirth. And also encoded in this water is cellular memories of your innocence, of your Phoenix child of who you are, not who you think you are, who you really are. And I'm gonna stay silent for a minute as we bathe in this waterfall of Quan Yin's energy now. And I am seeing some of us diving in to the water. So just notice what you wanna do with the water and where in your body needs to soak this in.
Omani Padme Hum, 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 Omani Padme Hum. And as you soak in and let your thirst be quenched, all of this water, as you're feeling this purification, allow yourself to start listening to the song of the Sophia Seraphim dragons that are circling above you now. And see if you can hear their scales as they are clinging and their song as they are joyfully singing around you now as you bathe in these waters. And now as you're under this waterfall from below your feet, you can actually start to feel that there is something moving underneath you. And this is a water dragon. And you could feel the scales with your feet. And you feel fear you feel no fear for you know that this is a divine guardian that is here for your highest and best good. And so you dive down into the water and you let this dragon take you for a ride. So with your arms around, this dragon's neck, we're going diving deep into this water. And he's circling around with his body, creating a whirlpool. And he's asking you to put all of your troubles into this whirlpool. He's asking you to put all your limited beliefs that you've had about yourself into this whirlpool. He's asking you to put any feelings of unworthiness into this whirlpool. He's inviting you to put any thoughts, emotions, feelings around abandonment, disconnection, and loneliness into this whirlpool. And I'm just going to give you a moment to see if there's anything else that you want to offer this whirlpool. So it can be drained down to the core of Mother Earth and recycled and transmuted to divine love and light.
Now we circle through this whirlpool all the way to the bottom till we enter the core of Mother Earth. Divine Mother of all life, take me to this place deep within your womb where I could know nothing and be reborn anew. Divine Mother of all life, take me to this place deep within your womb where I can know nothing and to be reborn anew. Divine Mother of all life, take me to this place deep within your womb where I can know nothing and to be reborn anew. Now, as we sit in mother's womb, feel the connection to the divine mother. You may feel some swishing and swirling going on in your womb space right now as it's going through gentle womb cleaning. This may cause feelings or emotions to rise up and just let them be. Do not attach yourself to anything that is coming up right now or may be coming up in the next few weeks. Knowing that this pur purification process in your womb space right now is for your highest and best good. Now seeing your womb space being infused with the rose quartz light of Divine Mother's love. See this rose light eliminating your womb space, your heart space, your throat, even your solar plexus of power and your sacral center of creativity and your third eye of inner sight. You're seeing this rose quartz light infusing every cell of your body. Now anchoring into the rose quartz crystal of the core of Mother Earth and bringing all of this energy back up with us. As our dragon is now taking us back through the waters. All the way up. Where we are now swimming through space. And you are now gleefully riding through the great cosmos. And 
you feel free and liberated and you're standing up and you're feeling the wind and you're weightless and there's nothing but joy. You look around you and you are surrounded by other dragons and other dragon riders and other friends. As you're jumping from constellation from constellation until we land on the star. One of the stars of the Pleiades. And you dismount the dragon and you see Quan Yin step forward one more time. She's dressed all in pink. And she has a gift for you. So I invite you to spend this moment with Kuan Yin to see what Kuan Yin has to offer you right now. Connected to the Pleiades star system. I am seeing her hand you a book. And this book is the records of your life times. Either on Pleiades or connected to Pleiades. And this book is for you to tune into anytime as you begin to awaken your gifts from these past lives at your soul's own pace, orchestrated by your higher self to awaken in its divine timing, which is now. And we thank Quan Yin for this book and for these memories. And you jump on back into your dragon and start riding once again through the cosmos with all of our friends until you're taken once again to this waterfall. Dragon lands you in the shallow end. You're standing up to your waist in the water. You playfully dump your head in the water and swim once again with this dragon and thank you for this tremendous ride that he's taken you on. Know that you could call upon your dragon friend anytime you would like to go to the core of Mother Earth or into the cosmos or to Pleiades. One more rinse 
You stand back up. And find yourself back on land. Back into your body. And start coming back into your body now as you start wiggling your fingers and toes. Gently opening your eyes when you're ready. And just coming back. That was so beautiful. Thing I was crying too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where they were going to take us. <laughs> oh my God, that was so, so hot <laughs> and cold. I love that. I love like, almost like, you know, going into like the womb of creation. And I also, my, my favorite part, I think was like, you know, when Kuan Yin had like the gift for us and like, I know like it turned into like the book of all the lifetimes for me though, it was interesting. Like the gift that I received, it was actually, it was like a bowl of grapes. And, and so when I was, when I was growing up, it was like my, my, my father's mother, my grand, my, my paternal grandmother, when I would go visit her, she always had a bowl of grapes like on her table, no matter what, like that was, it's like a thing that I don't, I don't know why, but it was just like her, like that was, so when I felt like that bowl of grapes was being presented to me, like I've had like some like kind of like tough stuff going on in my life recently. It was that kind of moment where I just knew that like I was seen, I was held by her here in that space. And it was also, I felt like, you know, Kwan Yin's kind of message to me, like, and you were talking before about the Phoenix child, about like, you know, the, the inner child coming back to that innocence. So for me, like those memories, um, my grandmother passed away when I was 11. So like, it's like that, it, like that is like a very pure memory from like my childhood, from that, that innocence of the Phoenix child. So like, it's interesting that that's also what was given to me. Like, yes, it was my grandmother, but it was what that represented that time period, you know, those emotions, those energies. Um, so I just really wanted to just reflect that back to you. Cause you know, you talked about the return to innocence. You talked about, you know, our, our inner child. And it just, that really was what came through for me. That was the gift. So I wanted oh, to- Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> But yeah, that was just so beautiful. I also love that. I, I love the dragons. I was like, yes. Um, yeah. And like, they really do feel very distinct. Cause like I've worked with like Celtic dragons before. I mean, I've worked with all different dragons, but I feel like the, the dragons today just had a very, like, even the way you, I think you're right. When you talk about the shape, it's like, there's something even about their shape that like changes the way that I, I felt them. Like I felt them show up in my consciousness, the way I felt them in my heart. So yeah, that was so gorgeous. And I just really loved Kwan Yin at the end, just showing up in all her pink. She's like, I'm here. Yes. So much pink today. So I much. Know. <laughs> I know it's that softness. Actually, before we, I know we're almost over, but I know like one of the things that you were actually going to bring up is uh, we were, we were talking about how she holds the energy of being like soft and fearless. So I was wondering if you could actually like share a little bit more about that. Cause I know that's something we were going to talk about and I feel like we didn't fully go there. That's the, that's just the miracle, right? Going into the world soft and open-hearted. Mm, yes, yes. But because she's so protected and because she's fiercely loving herself, like they're, 
it is invincible. Like she's invincible. And, you know, I know we see pictures of the lion and you're just like, the lion doesn't have to prove that he's a lion. He just has to be a lion. And, you know, lions are known for their ferocity. But what is so magical about Kuan Yin is she gets to be soft because there is just no debate that she's all powerful. Like as soon as you're in her energy, she has nothing to prove. And especially with that white light that pierces through all darkness, it's not it's not gonna, it's not gonna influence her. So she just gets to embody those frequencies of unconditional love and Karuna compassion. I love that. And, And we all, and we all, and we all, we all can do this, you know? So it is a reminder what I'm, just being triggered to say is like, you know, when we are being triggered, or if we are feeling the need to put armor on or to defend ourselves, calling Kuan Yin in those moments to allow you to soften and remind you that you have nothing to prove and help you know how to respond in that situation with that open heart. And she will be there right next to you to guide you every step of the way. That is so beautiful. Like, I feel like I, I almost, I feel like we should end on that. Cause that was just so powerful. Um, so, um, before we go, I know that you had a free gift for the audience and you also have like a beautiful new program that you're creating. So can you uh, share a little bit more about that? Yes, I'm going to send you guys an invite to a Kuan Yin Phoenix Child play date where we're just bring your art supplies, we'll drop into sacred space, and we will give your your Phoenix child an opportunity to rise in you and to express herself, himself, itself, however you identify. Um, And so please sign up and come. There will be a replay available. And I am also announcing my next Sophia's circle leadership, which is a 13 week. Every other week we'll be meeting through all 13 chapters of the Sophia code to really deepen into your relationship with the ascended masters, your Phoenix child. Um, Kuan Yin is stepping up to be the overlighting ascended master for this whole six month journey. So it is going to be very targeted for this Karuna compassion for this, um, just indestructible love. Um, and so that will be beginning in February. And if you sign up for that, um, package, then you will receive a full package from me that went wonderful for Fearless, where you will get a divine dragon energy transmission, followed up by a one-on-one session with me of an Akashic reading and higher self activation that will take you through our six months journey through the Sophia code together and will also be like handing you a suitcase for you to unpack as you unpack your inner wisdom. And so that is going to be a free gift that is only going to be available if um, you have found me here through either Fearless or Stories of Light. So um, if you are interested in doing a Sophia code journey or deepening into the Sophia code or your relationship with Kuan Yin. Um, there's a job form for you to apply for, and there will be an extra free gift for you there as well. Great. Awesome. 
Well, thank you so much for your presence here. It has been such a pleasure, such a joy, such an honor, truly, to have you here in the space. Thank you for bringing like the medicine of Kuan Yin and the wisdom of the dragons. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure and so much love to everybody.